Welcome everyone to another episode of Decomposition. <laughs> I forgot the, the show, title. The show where we forget the show's title. <laughs> Should I take that again? Every episode, the title of the show changes. <laughs> it's hard. I'm really bad at song titles, so then remembering the title of this yeah. is like another task I have to do. Today we're much. F composition. Not decomposition. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I live with. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so welcome to decomposition. Um, I'm Anjali. My name is Bernal. And uh, we're here today to unpack another song that we both love. Uh, we, if you're not familiar with this show and its concept. We're going to unpack a new song every week or every other week and discuss the music theory and the lyric analysis that we see in it and why it actually just, you know, it, it's a little bit of an earworm and sticks in our head. So, Renal, do you want to introduce this song? Absolutely. So uh, today's song is by a band called All Time Low. Uh, the name of the song is called Monsters. <clears throat> this is off their album Wake Up Sunshine. They came out... Um, in March 2020, which, if you remember, was a very turbulent time in all our lives, uh, right at the start of COVID um, shutdown here in the United States. Uh, so that was when this song came out. Um, it got a lot of radio play. So All Time Low, being like a pop punk band, typically didn't wasn't on the radio, but um, they've had a few breakthrough hits since um, in, uh, I should say, this decade. So Monsters was one of them. Uh, if you know them from their hit song Dear Maria Count Me In which went viral on TikTok uh, almost probably about a year ago now more than a year ago now but um, yeah so talking about Monsters um, this was all on the radio a lot um, very poppy it even features kind of a rap verse uh, yeah what were your first impressions of this song? For me I really liked uh, I really liked the rap verse in it actually that really drew me into the song I, mm -hmm. I don't think they've done that before on a song that I've heard at least uh, yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. No, I don't think they've done it before. So it's it's just like a, a nice addition to the song. Like it really sits in there well. Uh, mm -hmm. Even when they play the song acoustically, they do that virtually well. Uh, like it's, it's, it works whether or not that uh, it was Black Bear that it featured, right? Yeah, Black Bear was, did it on the recording, but I think live they just do it themselves. Yeah, so mm -hmm. no matter which way they play it, it sits really well in the song and adds a really good energy. So yeah, I really like that part. That stuck out to me first. Yeah, um, for me, this is kind of the first song we're doing on the show that has a bass-driven um, like music, and that was a lot of fun. I think bass is kind of an underused instrument, specifically in this genre of pop punk. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you'll see pop punk bassists kind of just playing the root notes of chords and things like that, and you rarely see them shine. But I think uh, Zach Merrick, who is the bassist for All Time Low, is one of the better ones in that kind of the pop punk genre. And, you know, you'll see him do a lot of bass fills and things like that. Like, Dear Maria is full of them. Um, on this song, the bass kind of gets a spotlight right in that first verse. And that was kind of what hooked me in, just that driving bass line. So um, I'm playing this on a guitar, obviously. But, you know, it's something like... Uh and you just have that kind of looping in the background. And um, it syncs up with the bass drum on the drum set as well. So... Um, that draws you in right away, I think, right at the beginning of the song. So that was kind of what I first noticed here. 
Yeah, it has a really strong undercurrent, um, or it adds that strong undercurrent to this song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's what kind of makes it really fun to just pump the volume on this song. Yeah. Especially when you're in, like, a car and it's playing on the radio, you get that shaking around you and that. Uh, so I love that part of this song, and I wish more pop-punk bands would do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thematically, what do you think you noticed? For this one, I kind of like that it had a lot of different meanings in it. Uh, maybe when you get... In through the lyrics a little bit more we can talk about like the exact meanings but it mm. it sounds like they're talking about like a toxic love interest or whatever but i think that that's very open to interpretation uh and yeah we can we can go into more of those meanings later yeah yeah why don't we actually kind of start with that so title of the song is monsters and they jump right into the chorus the first line you hear right at the beginning of the song is the chorus yeah so um kind of if you want to read through the lyrics and then maybe Give us your interpretation of what you think they mean by monsters here. Yeah, so they say, Why do all the monsters come out at night? Why do we sleep where we want to hide? Why do I run back to you like I don't mind if you fuck up my life? Mm-hmm. That's going to come back later as the chorus. But then he, like, it sounds like something that he keeps coming back to is what he's talking about when he's saying monsters. Yeah. Uh, and he says, like, why do we sleep where we want to hide? That is an interesting line because he's not like I initially when I heard it thought it was why do we sleep when we want to hide mm-hmm. like that would have clicked in my brain more like oh why are we like sleeping when we're tr- when we should be hiding or something and like why are we okay with this monster situation yeah. but he's saying where yeah. and I think that that comes out in the lyrics a little bit later too like mm-hmm. I think the true meaning of that kind of comes in uh, a few co- a few verses down yeah. Um, do you mind if I kind of just double click on that a little bit right now? Um, so why do we sleep where we want to hide? So if you're talking about where you sleep, it's um, it's a bed. It's a bed. Right? But um, hiding in a bed is kind of a very like childlike thing to do. So you start off with this. This is like the first few lines of the song. And he already puts you in this, okay, we're talking about something very intimate, very like um, the concept of like an inner child, I would guess, mm-hmm. because you want to hide in this bed. So... That is the level of, and the whole thing is, you know, your monsters under the bed, right? Yeah. So that sets up kind of this metaphor and puts you in that headspace of, okay, this is kind of a very intimate type of song that we're going to be talking about here. Right. Um, and just this, that, like, punchline of, why do I run back to you? Like, I don't mind if you fuck up my life. It's like some mm-hmm. kind of monster that he's he's accepting back into his life a few times. Yeah. So it's not like just like a a one-time thing. It's something he can't get away from, and it might be his fault a little bit too. Yeah, I think we should uh, go into the verse here, and then maybe somewhere along the line we can have a discussion about what we think the monster is. Yeah, so it's another day, another headache in this hangover hotel, getting used to the rhythm. Yeah, I know this beat too well. Tunnel vision's got me feeling like you're the only one I see, but... I know what's missing when I'm swimming in my lonely luxury. So I really like this rhyme scheme here that he brings out where he's he's kind of doing like a simple one with the hangover hotel, and I know this be too well. But then he kind of changes in the second part of it where he says tunnel vision's got me feeling. And uh, the way he approaches this, I think the vocals in it are very interesting because he'll mm-hmm. say, tunnel visions got me feeling like you're the only one i see but i know what's missing when i'm swimming in my lonely luxury so he's got you rhyming in your head he's got 
tunnel vision's got me feeling. Yeah. Even though that vision and feeling don't really rhyme, but he's mm-hmm. he's pairing them with that uh, cadence, and then it uh, it matches up with the know what's missing when I'm swimming. Those two also get paired off because of how he sings it. Yeah. And then he rhymes you're the only one i see with my lonely luxury in the last mm-hmm. line so i really like how he did that verse as far as the writing of it goes like mm-hmm. it's very fun to like halfway through change the notes yeah into this da 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 like that yeah, yeah. it's very nice to like change it up i think the all-time low signature is that anytime they try to like something needs to be repeated they always change it just slightly I think that that's like one yeah. of the pitfalls of punk rock for me specifically yeah. because or pop punk because it's like they tend to have like a very similar rhyme scheme all the time and they always sing it in the same way and that yeah. bothers me because like come on change it and I mm-hmm. think All Time Low has always been very consistent in like oh we're going to mix this up if we can. Yeah, yeah. And I <clears throat> I say this from um when they released this album and it was during lockdown they couldn't go on tour and anything, right? So what they did instead is on YouTube there's a series of them where they sit with their producer who opens up like their little sound um, session they use, I think, Pro Tools. And they he literally like mutes different parts of the songs. They walk through their writing process and recording process. And in that interview, um, Alex, the singer here, and he does, I think, most of the lyrics as well. He says, yeah, songs are repetitive, but what I try to do in my songwriting or what they try to do in their songwriting is that anytime it repeats, you want to give the listener new information somewhere. So right. something changes in the arrangement, something slightly changes in the melody. And I think it's one of the things that contributes to the song being so catchy, is that kind of variation. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, another thing kind of with the lyrics, um, they have that line in there, uh, getting used to the rhythm. Uh, yeah, I know this beat too well. I was just talking about yes. how the only instruments you hear in this part are a bass drum and um, the bass guitar. Yeah. So it's very, very rhythmic, and you get this kind of... It's kind of walking, right? You. It's um, a walking, like, on on the bass guitar as well? Or it, it just kind of makes you feel like you're walking, right? They're just steps, you know? The... It's kind of this very rhythmic, um, like, you're, like you're walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, and he, he does that with the vocals as well. He'll say, another day, another headache in this yeah. hangover hotel. So it sets up this monotony, right? Another day, another headache. Yeah. Getting you so it's giving you the sense that this is something that he goes through daily. Yeah. Fighting monsters or having monsters under the bed is what you go through daily. Um, the other thing I really like in this verse, melody-wise, is that but I on the second to last line, he actually matches his vocals with the the bass guitar. It's the he says the same on but I. And then he keeps um, singing the line there. So I love how just the second to last line, it just syncs up really quick. And the rhythm is the best part of this verse. Yeah, so the first two lines, he sticks with the bass rhythm that he's got going yeah. underneath the lyrics. And then with the second two lines, because he starts to do those different notes and slightly different cadence, yeah. he ties it up with that but I, like sinking in with the da-da in the bass line. Yeah, and then it goes back into the um, the walking rhythm for the last line. Right. Lonely luxury. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to like, it's a good way of keeping it whole while like, you know, giving some variation in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this, uh, as far as meaning goes, it's saying another day, another headache in this hangover hotel. So a hangover hotel, if you think of like the imagery that that brings, it's kind of 
It's not a luxurious hotel situation. It sounds like like you get motel vibes from it. Like, a, oh, I had to crash here and I'm like drunk still the next morning. I'm yeah. over the next morning. Like, when you say it's hungover hotel, I'm not imagining, you know, like the Bellagio in Vegas. I'm no. imagining some roadside something that yeah. he found. You get a kind of dingy idea in your head yeah. of like what kind of place he might be in. And, and it's not necessarily physically, but like mentally he might be yeah. in this space. And uh, saying that he, you know, like the familiarity, like I know this beat too well. And then tunnel vision's got me feeling that like you're the only one I see. So tunnel vision is uh, something that you shouldn't have in like a, when you're in a good headspace, right? It's like yeah. he's, he's feeling trapped in his own head here. And you're the only one I see at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But I know it's missing when I'm swimming in my lonely luxury. So... Swimming in my lonely luxury, that kind of brings me back into that, like, tunnel vision view. But, like, I, I, I guess it elicits the question out of me, like, what is missing? Because he says, but I know it's missing when I'm swimming in my lonely luxury. Uh, what was the line just before that? Like, what does it refer to? When I know, oh, when I know what's missing. I heard when it's missing. Sorry. Yeah, but I know what's missing when I'm swimming in my lonely luxury. Mm-hmm. So what is missing? Well, I think it's other people, right? Because he says it's lonely luxury, right? So the fact that he's lonely is a luxury, which makes me sound like he doesn't get this loneliness often, um, but he craves it or keeps going back to it for some reason. I think but he that... knows that it's wrong because something's missing. Yeah. yeah, I think it indicates some sort of self-awareness to me of yeah. like, I know something's missing, like some, something sh- like I can call this tunnel vision because yeah. I know that it is not maybe where I should be mentally. Mm-hmm. And then when he says lonely luxury, I think of that as like uh, sort of the siren call of loneliness. Like it's like a luxury to be alone and trap yourself in your head. Like you feel yeah. like, oh, this is where I want to be, but it might not be a good place to stay mm-hmm. for long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, if he's alone, who's he seeing, right? Because he hasn't, besides the, the like intro chorus part, he hasn't said the word monster yet in this verse. Yeah. So that's yeah. this again, bringing that idea of like, what's the monster that we're talking about here? Yeah. So like when, if you just look it up, like this, the, the given explanation for what this monster is, it's like a toxic relationship. Yeah. But I don't agree with that necessarily. To me, this screams, like, especially this kind of wording Mm -hmm. makes me think more of, like, either, like, a form of depression or something or a sort of drug habit that he can't get rid of. Yeah. Um, When I was actually looking through the lyrics in preparation for this episode, I think the best part I thought about this was, depending on your personal experience, monsters can mean anything. Yeah. It could mean, like you're saying, a bad toxic relationship. It could mean, like, some substance abuse. Um, it could mean some mental illness. And me, personally, I like the mental illness explanation because um, the first time I heard this song was in the context of hearing the entire album together. Mm-hmm. And um, giving some background, the album was called Wake Up Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot about struggle with mental health. It was a lot of the themes on that song, especially wake up sunshine is like trying to get sunshine back in your life kind of was the theme of that kind of album so that's why i like the explanation that it's fighting some sort of mental illness and um you know it gives you that sense of feeling maybe he feels comfortable like overcoming mental illness sometimes is like how um you have to let yourself kind of be healthy like it takes effort to get to that you can become comfortable in some sort of mindset which is the feeling I get from this song, right? When he says, I'm lonely luxury, 
Like yes. he wants to be alone. He wants to isolate himself, even though that's not what you should be doing. You know, there's a form of comfort in not having to force yourself to be better. Yes. Or to yeah. quote unquote get better. Like there's just like, hey, I'm comfortable here. I know this space so well. Mm-hmm. Why would I leave it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of what comes across in this portion right, right. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. For this, then it goes into the chorus and mm-hmm. and this is the full chorus. So in the beginning, we only heard like the first half of it, but this is going to be like a full chorus. So we'll hear it repeated basically twice. Yeah. So he says, I'm wondering why do all the monsters come out, come out at night? Why do we sleep where we want to hide? Why do I run back to you? Like, I don't mind if you fuck up my life. Why am I a sucker for all your lies strung out like laundry on every line? Why do I come back to you like I don't mind if you fuck up my life? Mm-hmm. Now, I think with one of the interesting things he does is with the eye sound in this where he says like, I'm wondering why and come out at night, uh, hide and like, I don't mind if you fuck up my life. He does mm-hmm. that. And I think those eyes kind of land on that beat and they keep that driving cadence yeah. behind it and keep you in that. Uh, like like you were playing earlier, like just keeps you driving forward. For yes, yeah. you still feel that even though, um, like music-wise, a lot more instruments also come in during the chorus. It gets a yeah. lot louder. Um, there's a full drum kit, there's a guitar, there's synths. Um, but you still, with that eye sound, you still feel that step after step after step. Like you're still walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, know? it's a very driven song, and I, yeah. I really like that. It, and it kind of gives that continuation of like, uh, this is something I can't get out of. Like, yeah. with that beat. This is, like, something that lives with you. Because no matter where you walk or run, it keeps coming back, and you keep going back to it, right? Why do I come back to you like I don't mind if you fuck up my life, right? Right. Like, I know that this is ruining me, but yeah. I'm still coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for that part where he says, I'm a sucker for all your lies, and strung out like laundry on every line... Mm-hmm. Um, All Time Low loves laundry. They love to talk about laundry. They love to sing about laundry. They've titled songs after laundry. They've got it in, like, every lyric they can possibly put it in. So They uh, always put in laundry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, noticed, uh, I noticed it more after um, their 2017 album, which lead single was named Dirty Laundry. Yes. And I've noticed every kind of album after that references that song. But then when um, I started listening back to their old songs, I'm like, no, oh, they use this metaphor a lot. They use laundry a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, they'll use it in a way of like dirty laundry, like, uh, like something cast aside or, or, uh, being kind of like a, a skeleton in the closet kind of yeah. a thing. Like mm-hmm. something you hide is like dirty laundry and then they'll use it like laundry on every line. Like that means like, like clean laundry technically in this, yeah. in this form, but it's like strung out. Like it's, it's exposed. It's exposed. It gives you a sense of this. You're like kind of exposing inner parts of yourself, right? Like. We talked about inner child, right? That line is in here as well. Why do we sleep where we want to hide? Mm-hmm. He says the word hide, but there is no hiding in this, right? It's very, very exposed in the lyrics. Like, he's, it feels like he's giving you an insight into everything he's feeling and thinking during this hangover period that he mentions, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Can I talk about a little bit about how they use the music in here? Sure. So I think, uh, you know, we talked about how he's kind of going back into it, um... And but there still is like a fight, like you're fighting against um, this. Uh, we're going with a mental illness explanation, right? So let's go with that. But there is still you can feel like 
while he's stepping, there is still a bit of a fight going on. And I see that a lot in how the music changes between the two parts of this chorus. Okay. Right? So um, in the first part, you have this... Um, the chords behind it are kind of very just rolling, chugging chords. And the second half, it gets really, really staccato, which means like there's spaces in between, right? So if you just kind of let me play it, the first half of the chorus um, goes something like this. It's like... And then it gets to the second part, and then it goes... Um, the way the guitars play change. Now the guitars go something like... And um, when I heard that, it kind of brought up this imagery of like a boxing match to me. Like each strum is like a punch. Yeah. So he's like, I feel like he is kind of fighting it. He's getting hits. He's getting punched back. And that's why I like the sign of um, the way he words it. Why am I a sucker for all your lies? Like a sucker punch. Like a sucker punch. Yeah. So that's where kind of that imagery kind of showed up for me. I thought strung out like laundry was also a boxing term for some reason. But I did a lot of research. I couldn't find anything. But um, it does bring up the imagery of, like, he's in this boxing match and he gets strung out like he's exposed, you know? Do you mean, like, clotheslining someone? Maybe that's what I was getting confused with. But I'm pretty sure that's, I don't know, boxing rules. That's not boxing. That's... That's just dirty fighting. Yeah, it's a little bit violent. (laughs) Yeah. But um, the way he words this feels very fighty, very violent. Okay. Um, So I got the sense of, you know, he is trying to kind of fight this, but losing it feels like sure yeah also he kind of like you were talking about the staccato he does that with the uh words as well he says why am i a sucker for all your lies like he yeah. he hits those notes like even harder yeah and strung out like laundry on every line yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. especially with like how you said sucker it um he splits that in two beats right on the c and the k and those are that's a hard c and a hard k when he sings it yeah why am I... Wait, is this one? Like, why am I a sucker? Yeah. yeah, so you hear the C, you hear the K. So very, very harsh-sounding syllables there. Um, right. I love how this chorus kind of splits into two parts. Yeah. I didn't notice that before, but that was cool. Mm-hmm. And um, just before we move on here, uh, I think the best part about this chorus is the melody. Mm-hmm. And I think this is exactly where the song shines. And uh, this, is, this is the earworm. This is why it got so much radio play. So I'm going to play it, and then I'm going to kind of break down parts of it, like, musically on uh, why this kind of is so catchy. But it goes something like this. It's, uh... The song is in the key of G-sharp, played in Phrygian mode, which means the walls are on the note of C. So that's that C right here that everything walls around. But rather than using a G-sharp, he uses a... Um, a G, which is just one note before. So it is, um, so it has to be revolving around that C in order for that to work, or that would sound very jarring. Um, that's a technical explanation, but basically he builds this riff to revolve around three notes. So it becomes very, you can anticipate the melody, which makes it very singable, very catchy. It sticks in your ear because you can anticipate it, right? So... Those three notes are all you kind of need to know, and everything else revolves around that. So um, I think this is like masterful songwriting to get something to be catchy, and it works really well with like a rap verse because mm-hmm. um, when he um, doing the rap verse, he uses a C and a G basically back and forth when he's rapping. So it's like a when he's doing the the rap portion, um, which is coming up next. 
but I love how simple this melody is. I love how it catches in your ear. I love how you can anticipate it. And at the same time, in a classic all-time low fashion, uh, different lines vary slightly. Yeah. Every line starts with the... But then it does something different, right? So the first line is like... Second line's... Similar, but slightly different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's all I have to... I can stop fanboying over this course now. <laughs> that's good. It's the whole point of this podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> for us to fanboy over things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, should I move on to the, um, the rap verse now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this one was cool because uh, it's, not a, it's not a very complicated rap, okay? Yeah. Uh, but it is like 16 syllables compressed into each line, and I thought that was really cool, like for the first four. Like, so if you've listened to the song, you'll be like, why am I out of breath after the first like three lines? I can't even make it to the fourth. Mm -hmm. It's because you're trying to get out 16 syllables every single line yeah. uh, up to that point, which is more than in like the second half of it which starts to flow more natural speaking cadence yeah so he says i'm addicted to the way you hurt the way you contradict me i swear everything looks worse at night i think i'm overthinking i don't care who i might hurt along the way i'm fucking sinking into every word i don't care if you're lying when i'm drinking <laughs> yeah, that's all one breath on the recording it's really hard yeah, yeah. i didn't do it in one breath on this one so yeah. <laughs> But then he says, so tell me pretty lies. Look me in my face. Tell me that you love me, even if it's fake. You can lead me on and leave these questions in my sheets. I'm under it. I made my bed and I'm still wondering. Mm -hmm. So he goes back. He does another line of 16 right there, or 16 yeah. syllables. And then he uh, ends it with, I made my bed and I'm still wondering. Yeah. Just to clarify, also, we're talking about Black Bear now. This is, this is Black Bear's part, yes. Yeah. Um, but sometimes in the acoustics, like or when he's playing it live, it's just Alex doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's um, it's not a super complicated rap in the fact that it's like every single beat is all sixteen beats and that and they're very like similarly spaced out. Mm -hmm. However, the way that they do the like the rhyme scheme, the alliteration, everything in this is very interesting. So they do. Yeah. I'm addicted to the way you hurt, the way you contradict me. So he's got dicked in there twice, mm -hmm. and then when he says. I swear everything looks worse at night. I think I'm overthinking. So like the everything goes in with the think and the thinking. And I don't care who I might hurt along the way I'm fucking sinking. This is I don't care who I might hurt along the way I'm fucking sinking. Yeah, and then sinking goes back to the line previous, right? Yeah, that one rhymes with the overthinking. Yeah. And into every word I don't care if you're lying when I'm drinking. So now it's just the lying, drinking, sinking, thinking. It's yeah. all coming together now. Yeah, a lot of a lot of action in this, right? He ends every line on an ing almost. Yes, he does. So uh, he's describing a lot of of actions and thoughts and consequences here because he's yeah. saying like like I'm addicted to the way that you're hurting me, mm -hmm. and you're even though you're contradicting me, I'm still coming back to it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't care who I might hurt along the way. I'm fucking sinking into every word. I don't care if you're lying when I'm drinking. So mm -hmm. someone's lying when you're drinking. That's not a good person. So when you're drinking, you're kind of in a vulnerable state. Yeah. And people shouldn't be necessarily lying to you. Mm -hmm. um, because that bends some rules of consent. Yeah. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. You can't, uh, when somebody is drinking, they're not in a great state of mind to be like agreeing with the things you're saying, right? So mm -hmm. if you're lying when I'm drinking, that's a problematic situation. So 
what's lying to him, right? Again, we have the idea of it could be a toxic person in his mm-hmm. life who's lying to him. It could be a toxic, like, thought in his head of, like, you might be telling me something is true when it's not, but it just seems true because I've been drinking. Mm-hmm. But I don't care that you might be lying. I know that you might, you are lying, but I don't care because it's a self-destructive pattern that he's going into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also I like how you said this is very frantic. You have 16 syllables and he does four lines in one breath. And I think if we're going with our interpretation of this as like mental illness, I think I like how this varies from the first verse. This first verse is very, like we said, rhythmic mm-hmm. and, and bouncing and this walking step over step but then this one i think is a different type of headspace that i think mental illness can sometimes manifest as which is like frantic you're jumping between all these different kind of like a little more anxious yeah it's a little more anxious um you know you're you're sinking you're you're um overthinking you're drinking it i like how he uses present tense for all of this Yes, that's yeah. what it is. It's the present tense of it all. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the other part of it, while it is frantic and anxious, I also think that it is, like you said earlier, because of that similar like driving beat underneath it, Yeah. because it's like all like steps, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we've been here before. We've done this before. I'm going to do it again. It's, yeah. It feels repetitive, and it kind of gives you the idea that like, we've been here before. It's a well-trodden path. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he goes on to say, so tell me pretty lies, look me in my face, tell me that you love me even if it's fake. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like how uh, your depression can kind of tell you, hey, I'm doing this because I love you, like, or any person or any drug is like, oh, it hurts, but it's because I love you. Yeah. And uh, that it's okay uh, for you to listen to me, even though you're not in a great state of mind. Yeah. So um, can I dive into these two lines right here? Sure. So Black Bear actually lifted these two lines from one of his other songs. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is from his song, IDFC, or I Don't Fucking Care. Okay. And um, if you look in the lyrics of that song, it's about how Black Bear has, or the singer in that song, has to tell himself that I don't care about um, a person. So it's about um, about another like object of romantic interest, who he says, after says, to protect himself, because that person can be self-destructive, drinks too much, he has to tell himself that I don't care. Mm-hmm. Even though it's very obvious through the song that he cares, you yeah. know. So um, I like that little reference there that he puts, and um, it's very similar to, you know, you have to do certain things to tell yourself you don't care to kind of protect yourself to kind of keep walking in certain situations, right? So um, I like that little reference, and um, that the I liked how they picked up on the thematic similarity between those two songs and kind of put that little line in here. Right. So, um, yeah, if you're liking the themes we're talking about here, that's another song to check out is IDFC by Black Bear. Interesting. I wonder what the release uh, times for the two were because I think that when, like, something else I read was that when they reach out to Black Bear to, like, ask if he'd be interested in a collaboration, he said Mm -hmm. that he was in a similar headspace at the time. So maybe they were, like creating this at about the same time um what was the name of the song idfc 2015 okay so this is five years before monsters oh okay but maybe they were writing at the same time you don't know there's always a delay between when they write the song when it comes out right that's true yeah yeah so there's yeah then it goes into you can lead me on and leave these questions in my sheets i'm under it so this goes back to that 16 syllable line yeah and then i made my bed and i'm still wondering so 
it like goes from that tune in the last two lines that he lifted from his other song mm-hmm. and then it goes back to that same beat so it's like okay now we're we're grounding back into this song we're going to transition in back into the chorus yeah and so, he, he drops that bed metaphor in there to kind of tie it all back together right so this yeah. is where i thought that the my whole question about like why do we sleep where we want to hide was really like the question was answered because it was like mm-hmm. you can lead me on and leave these questions in my sheets so like the questions are in the sheets uh, because like you know they've slept together, but then I'm under it now. I'm under the bed hiding. Mm-hmm. I made my bed and I'm still wondering. So like you made your bed and now you're gonna lie in it, right? Yeah. Like that's the whole saying with that. Yeah. And so I'm still wondering. So like I've caused all this ha- like confusion in our relationship to happen or whatever, yeah. and so. I now have to deal with the consequences of that. And I'm still wondering. Yeah. It's a weird contrast, right? Because when people usually say, oh, I made my bed, it's kind of final. Mm -hmm. And like ending, like, okay, whatever happens, this is the question. This is the, this is the answer. I made my bed. Mm -hmm. But then he ends it with, and I'm still wondering. Like, it's, uh, I like how they pair those two. It's very different ideologies and kind of shows, it kind of ties into like the frantic nature of this verse, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And from there, he goes back into the chorus. I'm wondering why do all the monsters mm-hmm. come out at night? And from and after that chorus, I'm going to skip that chorus because then there's a little bit of a bridge. Yeah. They kind of do that thing where they sort of, like you were talking about with the Fall Out Boy song, where they kind of just like muted a little yeah, bit. But, but they do change up the lyrics in this one yeah. as well. So they say, thinking about you, you're in my head. Even without you, I still feel dead. Why do I run back to you like I don't mind if you fuck up my life? Dead, thinking about you, you're in my head. Even without you, I'd still feel dead. Why do I run back to you like I don't mind if you fuck up my life? Mm-hmm. So he's bringing in that like punchline from the chorus, yeah. but the middle rhymes are like different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I think this ties back to the idea we were talking about earlier of you know feeling comfortable in maybe feeling that mental illness a little bit, right? So he's saying even without you, it's not like... Um, everything's suddenly fine even when you go through the process of healing right it's a long road you never fully heal sometimes and you know you have to actively maintain um being in a healthy headspace or even if you have like a brief reprieve from it like even when i at my best i'm still not feeling good yeah so even without you i still feel dead yeah so that's it gives you the idea of okay this is why i keep going back because it's not that much better right (laughs) now yeah exactly yeah and that's why i like how he puts that line of why do i um why do i run back to you even like i don't mind if you fuck up my life yeah yeah and i know i'm laughing but it's just like it's so depressing like if you actually like think about this this is really sad song yeah Yeah. and and that makes sad things make me laugh it's such sad lyrics and he puts such a bop of a music behind it it's such a bop (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely a bop yeah yeah uh and then what again they do that thing they go back into that chorus and mm-hmm. they do that thing where they again sing it differently like even though it's the same words yeah they're gonna sing it differently in that last chorus so before they were doing like um uh they go like i'm wondering why do all the monsters come out at night but then for this one he goes i'm wondering why or yeah you know, like so, i can't hit that note um i think they layer the vocals here right so he the original one does the same melody that i played they have that mm-hmm. but then i think he overlays a vocal layer that's just going on like High notes, vocal runs, throwing yes. in harmonies everywhere. Like, so, he it, holds that note for longer than when he starts singing Do All the Monsters Come Out. Yeah. Of so it's just like him being a background chorus to himself. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you can you can hear him kind of let loose vocally. Yes. Which I, I love Alex Gascard's voice. He's really good. So um, I love this last um, chorus really climaxes the song um, because he just goes wild with his vocals and uh, builds a lot of energy into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does it again when he says strung out like laundry on every line. Like he like holds yeah, that he holds way longer, yeah. higher notes. Yeah. And he just changes it all up. Yeah. One, one last time. And there's, cl- there's new harmonies on like the uh, fuck up my life and all that too. Which new harmony? Um, on the what oh, I come like, back to when you like, fuck up I my life. I don't mind if you fuck up my life. Yeah, yeah there's a new vocal line, yeah. new harmonies there. Um, I like how suddenly the song ends too, right? There's no like fade out or anything. It just ends on a. Yeah. So um, going back to like kind of that punching metaphor, that's the knockout right there. So does he go back to that staccato in that second half of this verse as well? Yes, he does. Yeah, so then yeah. it just, it would fit well to yeah, so, that staccato note. But between the end, he kind of goes back to the um, the regular one. There's like a little guitar breakdown. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes back to the, um, uh, like playing it like... Uh, there's a little guitar solo going on top of it. And then the last line, he says again, like, I don't mind if you fuck up my life. And just for that line, it goes. Oh, nice. So um, it kind of really feels like those are the last few punches he's throwing and then just knock out. Yeah. You know. It's so, a bop. I love that ending. I love this chorus. Um, this chorus absolutely, I think, made the song the hit that it was. So, Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, any songs that you would recommend to our listeners if they like this one? Yeah, so another all-time low song I would recommend, um, especially if you like what I'm talking about, where he has this variation between the verse and the chorus, and the chorus really builds in a lot of energy, like a song that anchors around that chorus, would be from their 2015 album, Future Hearts. The song is called Something's Gotta Give. Mm-hmm. Um, that The linchpin of that song is how different the verse and the chorus are, and the chorus really explodes in that song. So another song that I love, um, Something's Gotta Give by All Time Low. Okay. Uh, For me, I think I would recommend Nightmares by All Time Low. It's also got some dark, depressing themes, and like that's what really stuck out to me in this song. So I think that Nightmares will also scratch that itch. If you're you're looking to be sad for a bit, um, you can be Mm -hmm. a sad boy with uh, Nightmares (laughs) by All Time Low. (laughs) That's one of their older songs, too. Uh, Nightmares, I think, is 2017. Yeah. So that's another that's another good song to be sad to yeah cool um i think that's all for this one um if you like this one um you can check out our previous episodes our last episode was on talk by hosier and we're out every other monday on spotify apple and google uh this has been decomposition see you guys in the next one see bye ya.